Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Are you paying down old credit card debt? I know I am. A personal loan could be your solution, guys. Loans usually come with a fixed monthly payments, making them a simple way to help pay off your credit cards. Plus, loans usually have lower interest rates than credit cards do, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for yourself. Uh, Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you, so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you are getting approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval, so you can choose between loan Um, loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit score, and could save you money. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello on a beautiful Thursday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producers Jihei Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Thursday? Well, I wish I can call it a glorious Thursday because um, I'm in LA and you're in Vegas, so I'm, I'm <laughs> always jealous when you're in Vegas, Arash. And, you know, I am jealous as well. The Chicago Bulls, I, I don't know what to say <laughs> at this point. It was such a disappointing playoff series. The injuries really, really killed us. But I, I don't think it would have been different even if they were healthy. So Bulls fans think it would have been different. Personally, I, I don't think the result would have been any different. No, I I agree with you there, but we thought of you, Buckets, when we put together today's headlines. And with all that said, let's get to today's headlines. Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo had 33 points and nine boards as the Milwaukee Bucks beat Armani Buckets, Chicago Bulls, 116 to 100 on Wednesday night to finish off their first round series in five games. The Bucks won the last three games by an average of 23.3 Yikes. points, despite playing without Chris Middleton. That's the real shocker right there. Yeah. There's no Chris Middleton, right? Um, the third seeded Bucks advanced to face second seeded Boston in the Eastern Conference semifinals with Game One on Sunday in Boston. What were your thoughts on the series, and can the Bucks beat Boston? You know what? I agree with Armani Bucket. I don't think things would have been different. I think Milwaukee is the better team. They are the defending champions. I mean, by the way, so you, you want to talk about health. I know Chicago wasn't 100%. Chris Middleton, I mean, the fact that he wasn't there, and not only did Milwaukee win, uh, gee, what an amazing stat you just said, 23.3 points. I mean, they, they, they blew out Chicago. So... If everyone was healthy, Milwaukee still wins. So, um, you know, the better team won. Um, I, I really did like watching Chicago this year, um, you know, mainly because of Alex Caruso. I'm a big Caruso uh, fan, but um, no, so that doesn't change that. Fantastic series in round two. Boston, Milwaukee. I want to hear what Armani Bucket says because I do believe the team that wins this series will go on to represent the East in the finals. I agree with that. And I think the biggest thing is going to be Chris Middleton's health. If they can get him even for like games four through seven, 
I think the Bucks have a realistic chance without him. It seems like the Celtics defense should have enough to stop Giannis. I mean, they showed it against Durant. I would assume that Giannis is going to have a better series than that. But I, I like the Celtics in this series. And I think that this is the series that Jason Tatum really starts to prove himself as a top five player in the world. If he's not there already, because a lot of people believe that he's already reached that point. Yeah, yeah no, I totally agree with Armand. Um, it that defense is just something to behold. It's so old school, Lake. Uh, sorry, old school Boston that uh, I I think that they're going to be able to isolate uh, Giannis and hopefully contain him. That that's the, that's the huge key, right? I mean, if they had Chris Middleton, at least he's like the buffer, so he could, you know, maybe t- tear a little bit of the focus off um, of Giannis and help him out a little bit. But without that, it's going to be an uphill battle. But I do see this going at least to six or seven games because I think they are still a great team. They still have, you know, that superstar in Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I think that um, that's definitely going to be extremely helpful. I just, God, I. I I'm hoping for a um, Game 7 series just because these are two phenomenal teams and that's what the comp- that's what you know playoff basketball is all about is getting these two teams together and um, watching some amazing basketball. So looking forward to that. Well, Seth Curry scored 30 points in his return to the starting lineup as Golden State beat um, Jokic and the Denver Nuggets 102 to 98 on Wednesday night to win their first round series in five games. The Warriors will face the winner of the Grizzlies-Timberwolves series. It's been three years since Curry carried the Warriors in a big playoff game. Can he now carry them back to the NBA Finals? I think so. I think this is the team to beat. And we kind of said that at the beginning of the playoffs when uh, when the Warriors blew out the Nuggets in back-to-back games, both blowout wins. And you kind of saw, okay, so this is what they look like healthy. So this is Curry, Thompson, Green, now Poole. I mean, this is the uh, team that, again, you know, I think went to five straight th- finals, won those championships. So, um, you know, they're not as dominant as they once were. There's no KD, of course. But this is, in my view right now, the best team in basketball, the way that they're playing. They have Curry back. He's back to where, you know, we saw him, you know, for so many years, leading them well into June and, uh, you know, facing either Cleveland or uh, Toronto in the final. So I, I, I do think Curry is back to where he left. I do think that the Warriors get back to, to the finals. I think that they win. Uh, but just in a minute, it's just a, what, that was a fun series. It was a five game series, so it wasn't a long series. But Nikola Jokic, and we'll talk about him more in a second. Just um, listen, he gets credit because he won most valuable player. But I mean, you're, you, I, I think we are looking at one of the greats of all time. I mean, the, the numbers that he puts up and what he's doing, uh, it's just so much fun to watch him play. I think with the Warriors, I agree that they're the favorites in in the West. I still would lean with Boston slightly in terms of overall. In terms of the Warriors' weakness, that lineup of death that they have, Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, there's no height in that lineup. And it didn't show against the Nuggets, who have a big man like Jokic. But I think a team that just can offensive rebound could give them a lot of problems and that by the way Memphis is the number one offensive rebounding team in the NBA I'm not picking the Grizzlies but the Warriors do have a weakness a lot of a lot of this series made it seem like the Warriors are um, unbeatable and I don't think Uh. that's the case but they are very good 
Yeah, no, I agree with Armand. I mean, I, Boston, like, if we're going to jump the gun and go Warriors-Boston, um, I, I think Boston, uh, hands down, because not only do they have that defensive prowess, but also at the same time, they have the height, right? They have, they can go big, they can go small, they can go multiple different ways, and I don't think that Golden State, like, the lineup that they're utilizing right now, they don't have that. Um, so... I don't want to say that Golden State's not going to make it to the to the finals because that's that would be absurd of me to even say that. But I think that you know there's only so much that small ball can possibly do, and I I just don't think that they have that. I think it's great. The, this run's going to be amazing. I think Curry is the truth, right? And this is going to this is the, finally the first time in what two or three years that they've all been healthy together, or yeah. all at least semi been healthy together, so they're a- able to play with one another. But I don't see. A uh, NBA championship in their future, but you know what? I've been proven wrong time and time again, so I'm sure that Steph Curry wants to prove everybody wrong and um, win win a title. So we'll we'll see. Well, speaking of Jokic, um, Arash, they said that he will sign what is expected to be the largest supermax contract extension in NBA history with the Denver Nuggets this offseason after putting up 30 points, 19 rebounds, and eight assists in last night's loss. Jokic is now um, now is eligible to receive a Supermax contract extension that will be worth $254 million over five years. If you're Jokic, do you want to stay in Denver with Jamal Murray scheduled to, ba- um, to be back? I think so. I think when you're looking at Jokic and what he can do... Um, Listen, I, 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 this was a team in the bubble that surprised a lot of people. Again, that was the last time that they were really fully healthy. Uh, they come back from 3-1 down to beat a a healthy Clippers team with Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, they played the Lakers in the conference finals. And so that, that was the seeds of what I think we will see next year. I think that they are... Um, you know, when I look at the West next year, obviously you're, 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 you're talking about the Warriors, you're talking about the healthy Clippers, you know, let's see what the Lakers do, but the Denver Nuggets are right there. And so, I mean, listen, if you're Jokic, you got to take $254 million over five years, but you're not going to a team that's a long ways away. Again, Jamal Murray will essentially at this point be a new player because they haven't had him for a year plus. So um, I do like him staying there. Homegrown talent like that Giannis Antetokounmpo stayed in Milwaukee, like that Jokic is staying with Denver. And again, he's not staying on a bad team. He is staying on a team that I believe could be in the Western Conference Finals next year. I love loyalty. I love the fact that they're getting Jamal Murray back. There's one big issue in Denver, and that's Michael Porter Jr. He makes $41 million next year. He's on the start of a five-year, $207 million contract, and his back might never get healthy. He averaged 10 points a game this season as a Supermax player. That is very concerning. And when you talk about Jokic Murray, it's supposed to be Jokic Murray and MPJ. When you pay a guy that kind of contract and he doesn't deliver, it becomes like the Russell Westbrook situation in Los Angeles. You need all those guys with those big-time contracts to perform. And that's why I think Jokic will end up re-signing, but I think he's going to regret it in the long run. Yeah, no, I mean, if they... If Denver, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, if Denver brings along somebody else that will help him and maybe replace Michael Porter Jr., I'm I, I'm with you. It's a waste. I don't want to say it's a waste of money. It's just, 
it's you, you kind of just dumped 14 mil um, and put it in not in the trash but like put it off to the side and we're like well you know I guess we're not spending that money today um, or we're, we're spending that money today it's a drop in the bucket or whatever but they need to develop um, more players around him um, and around Jokic and around Jamal Murray and uh, once they do that I mean sky's gonna be the limit for them I mean considering that they made it to the playoffs back-to-back years and they've had all these injuries they're doing pretty flipping well um uh, considering considering who they have um and considering who they don't have so yeah it, i i love the loyalty as well i think it's something that's very very lacking i mean like thank god for Giannis and um possibly Jokic coming back to their respective teams but um they might be to their detriment uh, but but again uh, like i always say we'll see I, I hope that they you know build around him and just help him out a little bit more maybe even just with one extra addition well i know that we said we weren't concerned with the dodgers before but they now have lost back-to-back games to the arizona diamondbacks one of the worst teams in baseball arizona beat the dodgers with two hits a day after beating them with four what's going on with the dodgers arash you know, just untimely hitting, no hitting, no offense. I mean, you're not going to win a ton of games with no runs. Um, listen, this is just, just a lull that they are having. Uh, but the, the, the Diamondbacks, I think, will be the worst team in baseball this year. So you never want to lose uh, a back-to-back games. You know, so when they lost uh, Tuesday, I was like, you know, I, I, I chalked it up to like a bad loss. But you never want to have back-to-back losses. And again, it's not like the Diamondbacks did a whole lot. I mean, they beat the Dodgers off of two hits. They beat the Dodgers last night with four hits. I mean, so, uh, you know, not concerned with the pitching, surprisingly, amazingly concerned with the offense. And so it's going to happen. You're going to have lulls. I, You, generally speaking, don't want to have them on back-to-back nights against the worst team in baseball. But, you know, I, I think having a day off will have helped this team regroup, recharge, you know, we always say it is a long season, and it is. And so, you know, in the big picture, no, you know, I'm not concerned. But when you're watching this this team play and they go through a funk like this, it, it's not fun to watch. I know that they don't like it. Um, th- I guess the, the the biggest surprise is with as deep as this team is, you know, you expect a couple of guys to have cold streaks and not play well. But this team is so especially deep that you don't expect the entire lineup to have those nights. And that's really what's happened in back-to-back games here, guys. Um, they just have not performed. And they'll be the first one to say that. So big picture, of course, not concerned, but, you know, not ideal. And they're definitely going through a funk right now. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's an issue. Like we said, it's a long, long season. Um, but... I think that they, A, they need the rest because they literally were coming off of a back-to-back, right? Like, travel yeah. is an issue. I don't you know, not sleeping in your own bed is an issue. Not having your own, you know, um, routine going on or whatever. Like, being on the road, it's rough. It's not, you know, we, we want to think that, you know, athletes have this luxurious life. But at the at the same time, it's like being on the road as a, uh, you know, as a uh, rock star. Like, you're, you're on the road. It's not... It's, it's not fun to go back to back and like for those that have traveled and had like you know different time zones and stuff like that it's it's it sucks uh, i i guess that's just like the best way of saying it it just sucks traveling yeah. just is not fun so um i i think again chalk it up to it's just a long season take these l's move forward learn from them and uh 
yeah, I, I don't I don't know what else to say other than it's gonna be a long season. I think that's what we're going to be saying up until now. If this would if this had happened later, <laughs> yeah. if this had happened later, then we should be really concerned, right? But yeah. considering it's happening now, I think we'll be fine and I think that they'll be fine as well. Well, it's the NFL draft day in Las Vegas, Harash. You are there right now. The red carpet stage is on the Bellagio Fountains. The draft stage is at Caesars Palace, my favorite book. By the way, um, what is the atmosphere other than Circa? Obviously, um, what is the yeah. what's going on? Set the scene in in Vegas. It's amazing. Yeah, so they just opened the doors for the fan fest. That that opened at noon, so you know fans get to go in, and it's really cool. It's like a, a NFL experience. So like we saw at the Super Bowl, Jihei, um, where fans can uh, see the Vince Lombardi Trophy, run the forty yard dash, you know, to take a picture with uh, you know their favorite team's helmets and, and jersey. So I you know I, I know that they are touring the draft. Like it's been in Philadelphia, Kansas City. You know Cleveland, it's it, it, and I do like that. I really think it's found a home here in Las Vegas. I mean, they uh, shut down the strip last night on um, on Flamingo, and uh, again, like you said, the Bellagio Fountains. And she didn't misspeak. They have built a stage on top of the Bellagio Fountains, so that is the red carpet stage. The commissioner will take the stage at Caesar's Palace. And so it's just like an amazing. Uh, they've done such an amazing job of transforming Las Vegas into the home of the draft. And uh, GA has been two years in the making. Of course, this was supposed to happen in 2020, then the pandemic happened. So just really excited to have the uh, the uh, draft here. And Armani Buckets, I uh, saw there was a Justin Fields jersey setup. So everyone's very happy about the, the, the Chicago Bears next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we don't have a first round pick, so I, I don't know what there is to be happy about right now. But yeah, I, I wish I could see it. It looks amazing. The pictures look amazing. And I mean, hopefully they they return it back to Vegas so we can all all make a trip at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to more of them having the Super Bowl there. But like this just sets the scene for how big Vegas is going to possibly be doing it, right? I mean, if anything, there's going to be, I think Chris Engel on day two is going to be like suspending in midair and being entertaining, entertaining everybody else there too. So, I mean, Vegas does it right. Like I still haven't gone to a Knights game, but as far as like, you know, the pageantry and being able to, and the entertainment value and factor, Vegas does it right all the time. And it's pretty, pretty flippant amazing. So I, I can't wait to, uh, to maybe hopefully they see it again uh they do draft day again in las vegas uh but oh, yeah. yeah i mean is there anything that really truly stands out right now that um when you went through that draft well you know I, I, what i want to see is like people make their way on the stage on the bellagio fountain so i want to see what they're going to do i know the fountains will go off uh but that I, I think that's the main focus and again i think people think that that's where the commissioner will be it's not he will be at caesars but again all the top prospects all the first round uh, picks will be walking the stage on the bellagio fountain so such a cool experience and uh, really looking forward to seeing what that looks like tonight well continuing on with the draft arash there's been so many memorable nfl draft moments over the years what is your favorite 
Okay, so this one uh, was not televised, you know, because everyone thinks about the Mel Kuyper, you know, you know, when he went against the Colts. Mine was last year, Jihei. I was watching the NFL draft with Jihei Wiley last year. And uh, this is why I do want to know who she thinks should be drafted because she said there is one player that I want my New York football giants to pick. It is Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. And, you know, I, I had not done a lot of homework on the draft, but she's like, this, this kid's a star. I want him in the uh, mine. <laughs> I say mine. My Dallas Cowboys traded up and selected Micah Parsons, and GH's reaction was incredible. But the backstory or the addendum to that is Micah Parsons goes on to be, you know, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, like the next Lawrence Taylor. Um, GHA, well, what did you think when you watched Micah Parsons have that season? But B, more importantly, because you're such a great scout, who do you like in this year's draft? Well, you know what? Right now, it's not a really huge quarterback for drafts, so it's, I'm not going to lie to you. This draft is kind of boring, but uh, I'm looking forward <laughs> to uh, who people pick defensively because that's um, a little bit more my jam, and I think that's what a lot of people need uh, in their uh, on their teams. But um, yeah, th- th- my whole entire reasoning for for that was because a the Giants just needed defense, as we could see. I mean, the Giants need everything, so. Um, that, that that was the main reason for my reaction of the, my great epic reaction that I guess I'll just try to repost again. I mean, it was just <laughs> it was just so sad. It just shows you the ineptitude of of the New York Giants and what their front office is about. Um, my favorite moment, though, in the draft to answer this question headline was when we swept we swept underneath the uh, then San Diego Chargers and got Eli oh, that's Manning. Right. That's probably my favorite draft moment um, because we got two rings and they got Bupkiss. I did. Oh, my God. And I remember that day because he did not want to get picked by the Chargers. All right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Lisa Ann talking about the uh, draft and her party when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and the fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, if you want to win tickets to a future Kings or Galaxy game, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, we are joined by a very special guest. We have not talked to our good friend in quite some time. Lisa Ann, how are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm excited. We are all together in person for the NFL draft, which is like momentous compared to how we've been living for the past couple of years. Exactly. And you are in town in Las Vegas. Uh, Tell me what it's like to be here for the draft. It's still surreal to me as someone who's been to Vegas for years. You know, for years, the league shunned Vegas. You know, you you didn't want to have anything to do with casinos. And now they've shut down the strip. They have a, a stage built on the Bellagio Fountains. The commissioner will be doing the draft from Caesars Palace. I mean, they not only have they, uh, they're okay with, with, with Las Vegas, they have bear hugged Vegas. They've embraced Vegas. They are such a Las Vegas town now. And what's great about it too is Vegas is finally being recognized as the great community that it is. I mean, 
you know, the, the Golden Knights, like just what they have done with the fan base here. Everybody I know that lives here goes to games. And even if they weren't necessarily a hockey fan. So what we're doing is we're creating communities where other people that live other places can realize it's okay to watch sports in Vegas. We have beautiful stadium for the Raiders. Now this new stadium is unbelievable. And Vegas has grown. The communities around it have grown highly populated. It's not just gambling anymore, right? Exactly. It's not just going to the casinos anymore. It's watching games and with sports betting being legalized in more states across the United States, these things have to align. And it's great that we're evolving to understand that Vegas is an awesome place, but to remember that, you know, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. Exactly. What is your favorite Vegas memory? You know, for years it was in New York, and we always loved when the Giants and Jets fans would just jeer whoever they picked. I mean, like, they don't know. Maybe this guy might be, like, the next Hall of Fame player. Uh, did you ever go to the uh, draft? And what do you remember about the uh, draft? Yeah, I went to the draft in Philadelphia, which was okay. set up so incredibly well. That was such a great draft. Um, and I remember being there in person and realizing how funny it is that everybody just boos, you know, yeah. like it's just, and then to put that crowd noise in uh, when we were doing this at home, the virtual draft. Um, so I think it's really just the energy and also real sports fans are like in their mind kind of thinking how this will shake out, like how this is going to make their team look different. And you can mm. see all the jerseys because everybody comes so swagged out yes. representing their team. And you can see, you know, it's like this is this, this anarchy where everyone's like, oh, <laughs> we really want it. This is going to hurt our team. We've got to play against him. And it's just, it's passionate. It's the perfect time of the year to remind people that football season is really truly around the corner. Summer always flies by. And then here we are planning July, August for fantasy football drafts. So it's just a, it's an exciting reminder of how football really is the number one sport. There is a Super Bowl feel to the draft in Las Vegas. You walk around, it's the NFL experience. They have the uh, Vince Lombardi trophy. Fans can see the uh, championship rings. And the thing about the Super Bowl is the parties. And Lisa, you will be having one. And we're so excited that you're in Vegas and we fans can get to uh, see you. Um, it is a birthday party. It is a, uh, whether it's a month-long birthday party, because I know you've been celebrating. Uh, tell fans, again, A, if you're in Vegas and enjoying the draft, which, by the way, Lisa, the cool thing is the draft is free. I, I keep telling people, you don't need a ticket. You don't need a credential. Just show up. The draft is happening. But if fans are in Las Vegas, uh, they can actually see you tonight. Yeah, I'll be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So all three nights, I will be hanging out at the Crazy Horse 3, which is right across from the stadium, really That's easy right. to find, uh, 3525 West Russell Road. Um, and this is the kickoff to my multiple birthday parties. So I go here, I'm going to LA to see friends, and I have a party in New York. Like, I'm doing this whole thing because how lucky am I that my birthday was not like a year or two ago yeah. when nobody was going out? And <laughs> I just feel like this is the perfect way to connect with everybody and also remind everybody, if you take care of yourself, you live a good life and, and you're, you know, you're good to yourself. Age is truly just a number. It's not a saying. You feel great. You have more experience. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing smiling faces in person at the Crazy Horse all weekend, catching up with friends. I'm going to go to the celebrity basketball game on Saturday. Like there's just so much to do here in Vegas right now. I'm looking forward to all of it. So I, I, like I'm normally not supposed to say like a female's uh, mage, but you've really embraced it. The big five oh, Lisa, you look fantastic. I don't need to tell you that. You are amazing. When did you decide, listen, I'm going to embrace this? Because I think um, 
like like you said, you wake up in the morning and you work out and you like, but you you love life. And if I think anyone who follows you on social, you embrace life, you love life. When did you decide? Listen, I'm not just gonna secretly have a birthday party. I'm gonna make this a thing. You know, I decided this uh, probably in January. So I was going to go out to Los Angeles and shoot this series of photos in March and then start to put together 50 facts about me. And these mm -hmm. facts about me are not just about me. They're to all workers in my industry to allow people to understand that though there's this narrow scope that you see us through, there's so much more to our lives. We're all going to evolve and step into other careers and do other things for a living. And I'm hoping to kind of break that stigma a little bit, right? The industry was a great launch pad for me to get to know myself and to see the world and to save some money, but it didn't define me. And I want us to break that stigma. And I'm hoping that this 50 day countdown would be like, well, you know, this is kind of cool. And I mean, we can look at other performers and people in the adult entertainment industry as humans first who are experimenting with their lives, however they choose to, but to welcome them into the world without being so judgmental and with also letting them be embraced as like a creative person who just took a different path because that's really all it was. Yeah. Lisa, it is so great to see you again. Um, I wish I was in Vegas um, to be able to hang out with you um, at your birthday uh, extravaganza, but I won't be there. But hopefully maybe um, if you have time out of your busy schedule, we can see where you get to LA. Um, you just talked about breaking the stigma, breaking, you know, that stereotype of like, you know, this isn't just my life, you know, as, you know, uh, Sarah Palin or what, what all the different <laughs> characters you p played. You are, um, you work for Bovada and you are majorly into fantasy football and fantasy baseball. Um, any advice out there for those that are playing fantasy baseball at this current moment in time? Because my boyfriend is doing it right now and it is aggressive. It's just a lot. And I'm like impressed that he's even doing any kind of fantasy sport right now because it just takes a lot of time. Football itself takes a lot of time. Fantasy baseball itself takes a lot. Like it, it should be a profession um, like you've turned it into. So um, any advice for anybody out there playing fantasy baseball? So there's, you know, there's very limited podcast out there on fantasy baseball, but there is Sirius XM fantasy sports radio that has purely baseball shows. You can listen to them live. You can listen to them after the fact. So they're always covering fantasy baseball for my birthday this year. I took off from fantasy baseball because it is a full-time job. It is grueling. You have to know so much and you could set a weekly lineup on Monday and your player is out for the rest of the week. And then the whole week you're just angry that from Tuesday <laughs> to Saturday, you're getting, nope. Now you, you know that it, by the end of the year, it's going to happen to your league mates as well. So it's going to balance out, but it is the most frustrating fantasy sport to play. And if you can do it, you got to put at least an hour into it a day, whether it's 30 to 40 minutes of research and then tinkering with your lineups. If you can always, the waiver wire comes midweek, just when you're dealing with your pain of your skin, it, it is torture. But I feel like if you can succeed at fantasy baseball, you can move mountains in this world. You can do anything. It is unlimited. You said, uh, are you attending the celebrity basketball game? Or Lisa, will you be playing in the celebrity basketball game? So ironically, you know, I've been practicing in my <laughs> building. One of the reasons why I moved into a building with a basketball court was so far I've only been a referee in these charity games. And I want to, you know, I want to spend the next 10 years traveling around and doing more charity events. I'm not going to play in this one, okay. but for the rest of them moving forward, yes. I will be playing. I just didn't think it was a good idea to be at night being dressed up at a club and then getting, you know, going in a basketball game. <laughs> so I'm a real aggressive, you know, short people. We got to knock people around. There could be some banged up bruises and stuff. So 
I will be a spectator uh, cheering everyone on. I know there's good charities behind this. There's going to be a great cast of characters playing. But yes, you will start seeing me playing right. in these charity leagues. And I'm ready, man. I've been training. I've been getting <laughs> in my 50 shots every morning before. I when I started with 50, it took me a while because it had been a while since I played. And now I can get my 50 shots in in no time. I'm like, I'm up this to 100 so I get even better. Well, Lisa, speaking of basketball, what have you thought about these playoffs? I mean, the Warriors look like the Warriors again. Steph Curry's back. The Suns look good. The Celtics look like they could win the title. What have you thought about the uh, playoffs so far? You know, I think the shocking is the elimination of the Nets uh, in yeah. such an easy way. For me, this was just the conversation the whole season. Oh, we get all everybody back on the field together. You know, Kyrie drama. Like, there was just the narrative almost overshadowed the other teams that were playing better with the assumption that just because you put stars on a court together, they're going to gel and it's going to work. Um, being swept had to be humiliating. I know. So that in New York has just been like blanket over everything. But man you know Steph Curry for years the consistency what we've seen from the Warriors you know back years I bet it was what 2015 when they were on that 72 game win streak or something like it was just they've been on this high they play well together and every time you watch the Warriors play it's fun because it looks like they're having fun yeah. there's no drama between teammates what's gone on there is amazing the Suns have always deserved more love and never get it and end up right here. <laughs> and then we finally start talking about them. So it's an exciting time, right? Right now they got to compete with everybody talking about the NFL draft. But by the time this is over, we'll be right back deep in the trenches with the NBA. What have you thought? Because I thought that was so fascinating. So not only did the Nets totally collapse and they weren't who we thought that they were, but Lisa, with like the Lakers, they, you know, the LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and everyone thought, I mean, According to Vegas before this season, like that was going to be the finals. People were like, why even play the season? Let's fast forward. The Lakers don't even make the play in tournament. The Nets, as you mentioned, get swept out of the first round. What have you, what did you think about that in terms of maybe it is about the team and not just collecting all these superstars? And what good are your superstars if they don't play? Anthony Davis is just not on the court enough, and that's an yeah. issue. You know, you're paying Anthony Davis this much. He's not playing half the season the past two seasons in a row. I'm not going to use the term injury prone, but you kind of have to look at history, right? The old school players who would pay, play through injuries and just be like, hey, by this time of the season, your body just hurts. That's just what it is, but this is what we do. It's, different, it's a different world now, and so I understand technology is allowing – you know, advances to say we want to protect these players. But if it ruins your season, is it worth it to sit out the player an extra 10 games? Putting that many stars on a team is awesome on paper. But again, you're talking about injuries, age, you know, bringing in young talent. Uh, you, again, I go back to the Warriors, but they started together young. They've stayed, they gel, they play with a lot of energy. I almost think too much brand name talent can conflict with each other and create conflict on the court. There's too many leaders and it's not the coach. And I think that was yeah. one of the biggest problems for Lakers this year. Lisa, you mentioned that you had 50 facts about yourself. Was that like a self-reflective exercise? I mean, did you learn things about yourself? What are some of the things that you were so surprised about, I guess? Yeah, it was it was a good time for me to share things that like maybe people don't know that I got my SAG card by doing stunts in the Black Swan <laughs> and got to body double Barbara Hershey for some scenes with Natalie Portman. I then was on <laughs> Noah, which was awesome because we were, you know, drenched with rain and having to run through mud. It was like physical fitness training to me doing that gig. So there's things that I know people didn't know. And then one of the first facts was in fifth grade, 
I had wrote a poem and my grandfather submitted it to a creative writing contest in Pennsylvania. And I didn't know he submitted it and I won. And when I won, the school that the local newspaper came into my school to shoot a picture of me writing at my desk. And I was on the cover of the Easton Express in fifth grade. And I just remember how cool it was. Like all my aunts and uncles, like visiting everybody, that newspaper was on the coffee table for like ever. And you know, that happens in life. And then later on you realize I've always loved to write. And here I just released my second book, The Life Back. And it all goes back to fifth grade when I just like to be in my room writing. And so sometimes you forget those things you loved as a child because you start working and you're always going to do things that make you more money. But in reality, that's what you were meant to be doing. That's what I was meant to be doing. So moving forward, I hope to write more, to blog more, uh, to be a part of more articles with different opinions. And uh, just that was that was a big one for me. It was like, yeah, really soak that in. Fifth grade, you were already in love with writing. <laughs> Your podcast is so great. You bring an eclectic uh, group uh, of, of guests that you know personally. Um, what, what have you enjoyed about that? Because I think the fun thing about a podcast is it's a conversation, but also you kind of have to do some research and some homework. And so it's fun to kind of talk to people that Abe, you maybe have worked with, but no, uh, talk about your uh, podcast and how much fun that has been for you. Oh gosh, gosh, it is so much fun to go down and find a newspaper or newspaper. I'm still showing my (laughs) online paper. I'll read an article and then I'll think to myself, I wonder if I can get a hold of this person. Mm. I'm going to read more articles about that. I'm going to reach out on social media. And I recently had, Andre Pert, and I think he will be one of my favorite interviews of this year. Uh, He was released from prison, tried to utilize LinkedIn. He was college educated before he was in the wrong place, wrong time, served his time in prison, got out, realized how hard it was for ex-cons to fight recidivism. So he decided he was going to start an app called ConConnect. And ConConnect is a LinkedIn for ex-cons. And it's everything from housing to the job market, placing jobs to skills to being able to work with a counselor six months before the release from prison and being able to help them have stability to not get out of prison with $40 and try and find their way because they have to have a job to stay on probation, to be on parole. And so I was so fascinated by reading his story. Then I read another one. Then I reached out to him. And uh, he was great to reach back out to me. And I thought, this is something cool that I know that I could share with my friends that run businesses, hey, would you be willing to place some ads? Uh, Because everybody deserves a second chance in life. And if we don't offer the second chance fairly, then their option to go back to prison is is much greater, right? So we want to do that. We also want to understand that people do make mistakes and nobody is perfect so that that we can grab together. And he's really fighting to reduce that return to prison stat. And he's got a five and a 10 year plan. And I'm super stoked that I got to have a conversation with him on the Lisa Ann experience. I love it. And again, uh, that's available on all podcast platforms. And if you follow Lisa on social, um, do you want to promote this again? Because I think it's so cool. If you're in Las Vegas for the NFL draft and the first round is done and you're trying to figure out what to do with yourself, the crazy horse three and Lisa, I will tell you, I, uh, you know, was when I, when they were constructing the stadium, I said that strip club and I didn't know what it was. I was like, they are going to do great business because you can basically walk to the Allegiant Stadium now, it's called. Uh, and I was like, when they were constructing the stadium, uh, Lisa, again, so that, 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 that that's going to be uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I want everybody to bring in their thoughts on how their team did so far in the draft. Right. So we can negotiate. We can go back and forth. We're going to talk about the draft. I'll be taking photos with everyone. But yes, when the stadium was being <laughs> built, they realized that they were going to. They sell tailgate tailgating packages yeah. during games. Um, of course, all the construction workers, they were taking care of them with food because the Crazy Horse has a 24-hour kitchen wow. with amazing food. So if you're looking for some late-night food, you can come and see me there, but I'll be talking draft with everybody. You said you're going to be in Los Angeles. Do you know what you're doing there? Again, fans are going to you're going to tune in to the show in Los Angeles and in Vegas. Do you know yet your plans in Los Angeles? I do. My Los Angeles trip is going to be my secret getaway. It's a ah. week vacation where I'm going to connect with all of my closest friends that are nice. like family to me. Uh, that's going to be my just chilling. You know what yeah, I mean? You just deserve really that. Chilling. I want to be by the beach. I want to watch the sunset <clears throat> a couple nights. Uh, very low plans for that time other than to enjoy the nature in California. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, are you going to end up um, going back to speaking of the beach? Because I know you used to live in Orange County. Is that also maybe in your plans? Yeah, I'm definitely going down to the beach. Are you kidding me? I cannot wait. I've already been looking back yeah. at some photos from my last sunset on the pier and just going like, I just want my feet hanging off the pier and I want to watch the sunset with a coffee and be so happy. Yeah. And, and in our last two minutes here, uh, like anything that you're looking forward to with this football season, I think when 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 people look at the draft is the beginning of, you know, teams coming together. This has been a crazy offseason. And I know this is like a loaded question with only the uh, two minutes we got left for you. But uh, when you look at the trades that happened, Lisa, Tom Brady coming back out of like a one month retirement, Russell Wilson changing teams. What did you think of this wild, crazy offseason that, that we had? It kept it exciting, right? Football was on our mind no matter what else was going on. You have the Masters and you're still worried about football news, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think the interesting move for me is Russell Wilson. We've yeah. seen two quarterbacks now in the last three years, Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa, then Matthew Stafford going out to Los Angeles. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl. For me in fantasy football draft season, I'm wondering how high up the board Russell Wilson is going to go because for the first two seasons, I was drafting moving quarterbacks and in the draft room, people would be like, oh, that's a bad move. They have to adjust the team. No one's going to be able to adjust the offense, be successful. And I'm like, Russell Wilson has already been doing some great workouts with Jerry Judy. Uh, loving watching that on social media. Wilson's a great player. We know this. I love what he brings to Denver. And I also like to see people going out and looking for change. Doesn't mean his time in Seattle wasn't great, but try something new, right? See if you fit better because then you really get to learn about your skill set. A great quarterback can go in and lead a new team in, in one year to success. So I'm looking to see what Jerry Jones does, if anything, as a <laughs> Dallas Cowboys That's fan. Right. You know what I mean? Let's just see what's going to happen. Yeah, looking forward to seeing what the Cowboys do uh, last year's draft. G.A. Wiley told me that Micah Parsons will be the best player in this draft. And our Dallas Cowboys, Lisa, traded up to get him. And G.A. is still upset about that. Lisa, you're the best. Excited to see you Thursday, Friday, Saturday at the Crazy Horse. That's all the time we have for today, folks. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.